0: Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for fans of beef. I'm Tyler. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. (laughs) And this is the Opinion Havers podcast.
1: Oh man, you watch beef? Cody, no, but what did we watch, Cody? Oh, we watched Fast 10 or Fast X, depending on, you know, how hard you live your life. The
0: uh, groundbreaking feature film uh, showcasing the Latinx community, right? That's what the the X is. It's all about the Latinx uh, <laughs>
1: movie. <movement>. Right, because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 because the one lady, that one Brazilian lady, right? Gina, she's in here? Yes. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about the fact that I just realized, it just struck me that I'm staring at my other monitor when you're right there. Oh. And I'm looking at the wrong monitor. So here's what I'm going to do, Uh-oh. Cody. I'm
1: going to swing you over here. Don't swing it. You oh. been, you've been pulling me and pushed me all over. I, I You drug me from one voice channel to another. Didn't yeah. even know that was a thing today. And mm. tossed around like a rag doll. I could throw you back I not in feel there. Good. You know? Don't do it. I <laughs> Don't banish me to the lounge. No.
0: <laughs> no, the lounge is special. Hey, we're recording. That's why we're in the recording channel, Cody. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cody, how did you like the movie? Tell me tell me
1: about the movie. Uh, quick, you know, quick hitter. I, I liked it okay. I mean, I feel like the last one or two of these, I've been kind of, I, I bought in, you know, Hobbs and Shaw really drew me into the, you know, it kind of paid off all the things I wish had happened in the other ones. And I was kind of excited after nine. And this one, I don't know that I liked it quite as much. We're going to have to revisit our grades on these later on. I liked it. I did like it. Little slow start, but I think it really crescendoed. Enjoyed the villain quite a lot. That was kind of the high point for me was, you know, watching Momoa do his work. Um, liked it. Didn't quite love it. I was disappointed because I feel like the last one or two of these, I've kind of been like, you know what? I've become one with the the family, with the Toretto's, and I, I can just appreciate these movies for what they are. And then this one, you know, I, I liked it, but I didn't Tyler like it. You know what I'm saying? How did mm-hmm. you do?
0: I mean, so first off, Cody, I think the one thing I want to point out to you is uh, you'll notice I did skip over the synopsis, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. this fool, he doesn't know how to host. Cody, I skipped over it because uh, it's a fast and furious movie. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. That's the synopsis. All right. Uh, if
1: if <laughs> Look, if you can comprehend a movie where people drive both fastly and furiously, then you got it. Yeah. That's your synopsis. They go fast, they even drop the fury, you know it's got at this point, they're like fast, car go fast, watch movie, watch movie, fast car, car fast, yeah. you know, I would think that's I mean, I
0: think you may have just leaked the script of the sequel you know? <laughs> um i I had a fun time with this movie. I would say i just a little spoiler for later, maybe, but i will I will confirm as you that I think for very for various reasons. Hobbs and Shaw is the best <gasps> of the series still. Oh, wow. wow. And That's, then this one is here now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I see you. But uh, overall, I mean, it was a fun movie. It was definitely, I think it kept the energy of Fast and Furious up. I think uh, it mm-hmm. is, you know, it, um, it found a way to ramp it up without fighting you know, like without them being like, we're strapping into the the rocket and fighting the Giga right. Terminator in space. Yeah, you know,
1: because they did go into space in the last one. So you're like, well, are we hitting moons up or astro You know, like, yeah. So I, I do think that is a good analysis. You know, you know,
0: a, I mean, you know, you could argue it's a slight spoiler, but I think saying, you know, saying that nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody gets naked and <laughs> they climbs didn't. into a into a mech. And fights in space, (laughs) um, then uh, I don't I think that that's fair. I think that's a good pre spoiler tidbit to drop on the people.
1: I just I'm hoping that the final movie, they kind of get into like an interstellar, you know, light light speed travel intergenerational thing. Right. Where years pass and the theory relativity comes into play. I'm hoping they get there, but it wasn't this movie. I think it was the right movie. You want to save that for the big finale.
0: Okay, here's the thing, Cody. There are two camps. Let's settle this right now. All right. There yeah. seems to be two camps that I see about this series of where where is it going to end up? Okay. Um, And you could say that one already won, but they've doubled down in a way that, like, you know, they're all gambling addicts. Okay. Because n- no one accepts we won. They're just like, no, no, double or nothing. I'm all in. Right? <laughs> yeah. What comes first for, the, for this series? You know, like, what, how is this ending? Space battle, time
1: travel. <laughs> Look, <laughs> does it make more sense to have a space battle? Absolutely. And for that reason, it's got to be time travel, you know? It's definitely... They're not like- going to do the logical thing. They're going to do the absurd thing. He's going to go so fast, he's going to go back in time. He's going to get that charger to go so fast that he goes back in time, saves his dad, then his dad helps him save the family. I'm glad we're both on the same page
0: for why they go back in time. Is it to do (laughs) anything to stop any of the (laughs) tragedies that have happened to save any of the people that they've lost? No. Is it to save his dad, who died during a dangerous like C-tier racing tournament, but he's the best racer in the world? but he couldn't oh, yeah. get into any kind of well-paying racing job. like had those a guys of that are
1: like the best basketball players in the world, but they couldn't uh, stay out of trouble to get into college ball. So they never made it to the NBA.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, His name's Pookie and he plays in Brooklyn, but you know, Kevin Durant would be humiliated if he ever made it over to play against Pookie, but you know, they're in different worlds. I want to
0: see, uh, I want to see Messi play him, you know?
1: The world's best street baller versus the world's best footballer. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good matchup. What game are they playing against? <laughs> Basketball or? Playing bags, life, Cody. Cornhole. Just, <laughs> just
0: playing life. They're out there living their lives and it's we're
1: scoring. Messi's going to bring some empanadas and then the other guy's going to have like some chicken and waffles and they're just going to okay, jam. Since you know brought what I'm him up. They're going to like.
0: Let me, let me ask you something, Cody, because you know about the footballers more. So since you brought him up, all right.
1: <laughs> Barely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Here's what's the. okay. so let me let's get this straight. We last episode, I believe, or one of the previous episodes, more recently than not recently. We did go down a rabbit hole of Messi's weird Saudi Arabia commercial, like advertisements that he did.
1: And yeah, yeah, then there was the announcement that
0: he's playing. He's like they're like, oh, yeah. And he's going to play soccer for us. It's announced, it's official, he's a-coming. And then he came out and said, I'm definitely not doing that. There was not even a discussion of that happening. How dare you, sir? And now it's like, but you did say a lot of money for the contract that you claimed you promised me. So maybe let's talk about it. So what, Cody, give us a messy,
1: possibly... Playing soccer in the desert. Here's the thing. I think my understanding, I think you might have intertwined the fates of two of the greatest footballers of our generation, which is Messi and Ronaldo, because, yes, Messi was in in the crazy travel commercial and uh, he was wearing the traditional Saudi Arabian stuff when he hoists the World Cup. But there's been a rumor that Ronaldo was going to play for Al-Nasir, which is um, one of the top Saudi Arabian clubs for a long time. And during the World Cup, at a certain point, they're like, confirmed, Ronaldo's going to Al-Nasir. They're like, oh, this is crazy. And then, like, the next morning, they're like, this is crazy. No one said this was happening, you know? So that's what I recall happening. Now, if that is not what happened, your boy has no clue. (laughs) I have no clue what's going on. So here's
0: the thing. I think – so from the things I saw, right – Mm -hmm. where it absolutely happened to them but it was like oh mess it was more like oh messi's in talks Mm -hmm. so i think that's what's happened is messi has been like approached and they're just maybe they're just talking about him being approached by these places whereas ronaldo's like maybe i'll do it because i'm a hoe right whereas messi's like no but i just want to know like what a That's some BDE coming into these negotiations, right? To be like, yeah, we're talking to them and we're offering them this much money. And so, and they're sitting there like, so I don't want to play for you. And they're just like, but we already said that you wanted to.
1: Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's impressive. That's the beautiful thing about soccer is such a global sport that you get all these cultures. You know what I'm saying? Like you get some cultures that are like haggle cultures and they're like, how about this? You come play first for this amount. It's like, hold on. I never put that on the table. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll double it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole different way to view the market. You know, we're here in America and we think about things in terms of you know, the market and you go to a store and pick it up. No, it's the wild West out here in Saudi Arabia. You can offer whatever you want for whatever you like. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the negotiations start. It escalates from there.
0: Look. All right. So let's, you know, let's jump ship into some
1: socioeconomic topics
0: here. right, Cody. Dude. A lot, there's a I lot of claims notes for this movie. There's a lot of claims. <laughs> we get
1: on messy. <laughs> Because
0: you brought him up after I mentioned him.
1: Um, A lot of claims that the
0: people in Saudi Arabia have like the highest standard of living in the world. But it's kind of, you know, here's the thing. Is that not kind of like North Korea saying they didn't get any COVID cases or that they caught all the COVID or something? It's like all the
1: people if all the people you mistreat are from other are immigrants from other countries that are not permanent residents then yes, it is correct. You have the highest standard of living at the expense of the people you're holding hostage to build your stadium, right? That's true. And if it's like there are people the- with really poor living situations, but those aren't humans. Those are the people that are here from other countries to do the work for us, you know?
0: Well, okay, but also I'll give you another step to process. I guess if you also then say, well, all the people who are from here that are mistreated aren't people. hmm then all of the people have a great standard of living. Yep.
1: But in order to to be a person,
0: you have to be a rich dude. Yep. So is that how it works?
1: It would be like if America was like, you know, the standard of living, the GDP, it's all based on the white people. It'd be like, oh, wow, you guys are killing it over there, you know, by metrics of like how wealthy you are, how healthy you are, et cetera. You know, Cody, I can tell you,
0: I'm probably white (laughs) and I feel like I'm doing better than most people. So, you know, Mm. that checks out.
1: Oh yeah. That checks out, man. I had to get, okay. I had a child and I went to get their birth certificate today and I had to put their race and you know how race isn't real. And I was like, I was so ready to go up to the lady and be like, look, do I really have to fill this out? We all know this joke. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just put white. (laughs) So, you know, I did it. I put it down on there, and uh, it is what it is. You know,
0: you should have put like Caucasian and the.
1: Uh, I was um, about to become a social justice warrior, you know, yeah. but I didn't. Just check all the boxes. He's from the house of Ephraim. That's what I should have done. Ooh, there you go.
0: <laughs> um, here's the thing: they always ask you, like, what's your race, and are you Hispanic? And I'm like.
1: All right. I feel like this one like we didn't get this info from the first question or you
0: could just put this on the first one. But I like (laughs) I guess are there people out here being like, I am
1: Caucasian and Hispanic? What what is the legislature that like requires them to ask it as a separate question?
0: You're from Hispania, Cody, which we all know is where Vin Diesel's from.
1: Yes. Yeah. Correct.
0: The fact that Vin Diesel seems to have declared himself as Brazilian when the best he could do before was he's definitely not white, is uh it's
1: impressive. A treasure. No, he he married a Brazilian that they killed off in the series. That's what you're forgetting. He is Brazil look, once you've made love to a Brazilian, then you're Brazilian forever. That's mm-hmm. what you don't understand. He has a Brazilian child, and therefore, uh, by <laughs> by the transitive property, he is not Brazilian.
0: He does have one of them classic movie babies that are that is a wildly different shade than either of the parents, either,
1: either parent. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good move. Yeah, I think classic. they did it on purpose to make people be like, "Wait, hold on, is that Michelle Rodriguez's baby?" Or is, wait, hold on, he had another, <laughs> he had another wife, and then you're like, "Wait, hold on, he did." And you wind it back, and yeah, they even do the. They do the flashback because whatever. Do we
0: need to get into the movie? I think so. I think Cody, hop in the Dodge. You know, Go, hold on. Let me grab it.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I've been Got begging it. you to get this for a long time. You know. Eh. Oh yeah.
0: Hop in the Dodge popcorn bucket. <laughs> eh. Snap uh. it shut there. Let's just let's vroom vroom. You know, off to Spoiler Town.
1: Hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to go first, or do you want yeah, to? I mean, I can try. go first.
0: You got a ton of notes, so do you need to? Do you want to go first, so you're ticking through them notes as fast as possible? Here's
1: the thing: we're gonna say Cody's gonna go first to get through his notes. and I'm gonna get through three. So all right, I'm up go for first. whatever.
0: I'll go first. Right. I'll do it. I'll go first. Here we go. Okay, you. I'm starting my timer. So you, shush. Okay, Cody. Let me start out. We're here. We're in spoiler town. All right. Let me, I'm gonna get the big one out of the way first. Okay. We all know they mentioned it almost they straight out straight outright mentioned it in was a fast nine or something. that where you know it's like they're video game characters, they can't be killed, they can't be hurt, they go through all these crazy things. So what do they do? This is when you find out they're just NPCs, dog, and they've dropped a main character. They dropped a 14-year-old psychopath into here controlling the character. I am convinced Jason Moa's character, they just gave a teenager GTA for a couple hours, wrote down everything he did and said, and they're like, this is our villain, all right? Because this this is a main character if I've ever seen one, all right? this man comes in and he's like, you killed my daddy and I've been here the whole time. All right. How great was it not? They didn't retcon. They retcon so many times. So that's that's the beauty of it. Cody, this franchise has retconned things so many times. They're all like, hey, do you remember when Letty got shot in the face? Guess what? That just raised her memory. All right. She's totally still alive. All right. You remember when Han got killed once? Here's the thing. They didn't just kill Han. They killed Han. OK, Han died in the movie. Spoilers, right? <laughs> Whatever. This is the 10th movie. Han dies in the second one. All right. And then they're like, yeah, you know how is it? The third one. To- oh, Tokyo Drift is the third one. You are right. <laughs> Whatever. Nerd. Whatever Tokyo drift, he dies, and then they're like, Hey, you remember when Han died? That's super sad. Guess what? He wasn't just he didn't just die, he was killed by Shaw, so he's now super dead. And then they're like, Hey, but they faked his death. How don't worry about it? It's Mr. Nobody. All right, you know, we all know it's like. Would Mr. Nobody ever come back? Who knows at this point? They definitely killed him, but would he come back? Probably. Okay. So in this way, they're like, oh, they retconned and then they retconned retcons and then retconned another retcon into that retcon. All right. They're like, hey, we've amped up everything, including the retcons. We were going to retcon something and then psych in the same movie. We're retconning that retcon. All right. That's what's happening right now. All right, we're having a dude, that dude from Blue Mountain State, that's always like the jock football douche dude, is now gone full Dwayne the Rock Johnson and is grown three sizes, right? And now he's in charge. Let's talk about the stupid buckle, all right? I understand, because later I saw the full thing, but it's like a shoulder holster thing, right? But he never has the gun. There's Okay, if you're like, all right, yeah, I wear this holster. And it's like, cool, that's a belt because there's no gun holster on your holster. It's just a stupid belt that doesn't hold your pants up. This man has a shoulder belt. Is What is it? Is it just to support his arms, his pecs? Is it a man bra for his shoulders? I want the big shoulders. I want those shoulders to look like someone pulled you halfway out and you got stuck. Like you're a skinny dude in a fake body and they tried to pull you out and your shoulders are poking out and you got a weirdly big head that's what if you're a jacked dude that's what i want your shoulders to look like i want the, mm, i want those shoulders to make me go mm, that's what i want he didn't have them why because he had his weird shoulder bra thing this man was so big (laughs) so shocking so they made they definitely here's the thing They definitely did something with the shooting because they're like, oh, here's Brie Larson. She's got her. Is that her name? Is it Brie Larson? Is that her name? Give me a nod. Yeah. Okay, cool. Brie Larson came in. They're talking. They're like, hey, you guys remember these two, right? They have an established dynamic. Who are they? Have they ever been introduced before? Probably not. And then they leave and I'm like, he's a big boy. And then they show him around people and I'm like, he's less of a big boy in this shot. Uh, And then, uh, but let's talk more about Jason Momoa. This man is painting dead man's fingernails. He's doing his hair up in buns. He's a delight. He's a treasure. He's the true age. This is a, this movie is a movie of chaos. And they're like, how can we throw an agent of chaos into a movie about chaos? Let Jason Momoa be his dream person, right? This is who he is in his core, right? Cody, I've been on record. Jason, I know you're listening. Okay. You're a beautiful man. I love you. I want to be your best friend. I can't do it. All right. I've told you we cannot be friends because I, cu- I couldn't be honest around you. I'd want you to like me and I would do weird stuff just because I would think you would think it's cool and it wouldn't work. All right. I'd be I would change myself for
1: you. You'd never know the true me. All right. That's the problem I would have. All right, Tyler, I'm not to cut you off right there. And I'm going to pick up right where he left off. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Oh, my goodness. Look, here's the thing. I don't know. The villains in the movie have been good. Not every villain in these are like the best, like everyone likes five of the best, but like that Brazilian villain dude isn't the best, but it's cool that The Rock is kind of also a villain in the movie, so it works. I can't remember a time where like the villain in the Fast movie kind of steals the show, you know? And I really feel like that was the case in this one. Uh, You know, I just, he devoured every scene. he was, Every scene he was in, he was like, you know what? I'm going 110% effort on this. And I think it's the only reason this movie works. If he gave any less effort, this would have been a garbage performance, a garbage character. And it would have, it would have the movie really would have suffered. And I think it would have been like a C minus movie where it's like, yeah, there were some cool stunts, but whatever. Chase Momoa, he nails it. You know, he's got the dad bod now. He's rocking the dad bod. You gotta respect it. I think it made him a better villain. You know what I'm saying? Because also he's rocking the dad bod, but with full confidence and also the wardrobe of like, I don't even know, like a Polynesian, uh, a Brazilian genie. I don't know. His outfits were fantastic. If he popped out of a lamp at any point in this movie, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, definitely this man's a genie. He's got the skill set. You know, he seems to be so all knowing. He's out here doing the work. He is swallowing a whole knife to lick the blood off of it. And let me tell you, I've thought about that four times since I saw this movie, and it's made me cringe every time just thinking about him slicing his lip open. You know, look, you've seen the movie where they lick the knife. Have you seen the movie where they put the whole knife in their mouth and they suck it dry of the blood? You know, it was just disgusting, and I loved it. And I have a question for you to answer later since I'm looking at it now. How much improv do we think he did? Because I suspect he may have, like, gone off a little bit and kind of, like, made this character his own, right? Man, uh, you know, some good things from this movie? They brought it back. The camera POV shot going into the car engine. They brought it back, and it made me so happy. And not only did it go into the car engine, it went down Vin's arm, (laughs) his arm vein, down his arm, through the nos button the steering wheel into the car. Like yes, this is this is what I'm after. I feel like every movie where they go inside the the, the car shot, I'm like this is the these are the good ones. You know when they're in here. Oh man, I have so many questions to ask you. <laughs> I mean, I like the Michelle Rodriguez fight. I don't know if it was just the Dungeons and Dragons movie. but Maybe I'm a Michelle Rodriguez fan now. I don't know what happened. I didn't like her, but I liked her fight in this one. I enjoyed it. You know, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I have so many questions. These are all just questions I need to ask you. Look, let's talk about, aside from Jason Momoa, my favorite part of the movie, look, I've complained about the Vin Diesel god complex thing, and they do kind of do it in this movie too, except, I don't know, maybe it's better because he's lone wolfing it, and he's like, gotta fight for what's left, and you know, whatever, it works, kind of. But I'll say this. When he tipped over that blue Mustang, and he rigged it up to be a bomb. I was like, this is what these movies need to be about. I don't need Vin Diesel stomping the ground so that a parking structure crumbles beneath him. I need Vin Diesel using his car knowledge to bend some rebar and turn this car into a bomb. That was rad, all right? I was all about it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm on Vin's side again. Maybe I like him again. Oh, man, I got so many questions for you about this movie. Uh, Let's talk about some other highs, the street racing scene. Finally, they took it back to the I mean, just the style of it. It was kind of like they're like, hey, remember Fast and Furious one and two. We're going to dope this all the way up. You know, we're going to triple the vibes and we're going to throw in our street racing scene. I was like, yeah, this is what these movies need to be doing. All the color. Look, if you need to make it, gasolinas in here, they drop to the hot track, the needle drop for gasoline. I'm all about it. All about that. I think the series needs more of it because, you know, when they do get into racing in cars, this year it's fun. All right. And that's why we like Tokyo Drift because it has the best racing. And that's why we liked that scene in this movie. Did it make much sense? No. Did it need to? Absolutely not. It was perfect. As it were, I also a big ups to the writing of this movie for saying, hey, Jason Moe is here to make you suffer. Therefore, he's never going to kill you. No deus ex machina because it was never necessary because he never got was going to get killed. We were just going to make him suffer for a while. And it was a nice way to introduce the villain and not have to be like, well, why didn't he die? He was never supposed to die. He's just supposed to get got. Yeah. Yeah,
0: going. Mean, I gotta cut you off, you know, you know. But you were making a good point, so I didn't cut you off when I was supposed to. So you know. thank you,
1: thank you. I broke you.
0: all the rules. But uh, <clears throat> here's the thing: the worst thing to happen to these movies, I still think, is freaking Vin Diesel's stupid contract.
1: Oh, Without, he can't lose like a fighter, whatever, can't
0: be punched, can't lose. Got to be the strong boy. It's mm-hmm. like, but like. My guy, you're, you claim to be a nerd. Are you mm-hmm. unfamiliar with the gospel of my boy, Goku? Mm, yep. Yep. Who well, gets yes. his, Cody, if I may, and make a note of this time code, right? Because we right. may need to do a beep here. I'll leave that up to you. Right. Thus saith the Dragon Balls. I don't know who would be God in the, in the world of Dragon Ball Z. Goku Krillin. shall have his shit pushed in and then become strong boy. Yeah. And, uh... To have Vin Diesel, who was
1: big in the, the 90s, way I thought you were gonna swear is not... Is not what came out of your mouth. That's a... <laughs> I've just never heard it put that way.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um, i mean but that's right like that's you're allowed the whole to thing.
1: swear on the show if you do it in a way that i've never heard it before that's oh okay the new okay one. thank you, <laughs> thank you. It's, if it's wholly original it is allowed <laughs> but riley no, but you're right right you have to kind of have that underdog a little bit it's like hey goku is the strongest fighter but also something always shows up that's stronger and that's what the struggle and the training is what makes it worth it you know which finds a new way to become strong boy.
0: The whole thing, right, is like, okay, cool, but now we got to have someone out think Dominic. And it's like, cool. I at no point thought that anybody would have any trouble out thinking Vin <laughs> Diesel. I'm sorry, Vin. I'm sure you're a smart guy and you can think through problems, but like,
1: it's not that, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he started the series being like, you know what would be the best way to steal DVD players? would be doing it on the highway with harpoons. Yeah. (laughs) Not like going to the warehouse after it's been transported. It's like, no, we got to do it. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. GTA style. To your point from earlier. So, I mean, it's just
0: like, but like, then it would allow him to be, to actually fight. But here's the thing is like now so many people like, and okay, let's, you know, in that. Let's take a second to step aside and talk about the beef, right? You know, you got the beef, fans of beef, as I said, which is, of course, in reference to the beef between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Mm -hmm. Because The Rock, and it all stems from, okay, and let's really analyze this because there's people on both sides. But let's really take a step back, okay, and be impartial judges. Yeah. Right? Cody, well, here, let me ask you this. As an application to be the impartial judge here. Okay. Do you enjoy Dwayne The Rock Johnson films? Do you think he's a master actor and he's the best of our age? And I, I want you to be honest. Films.
1: I would not say he's a master actor. I think he does well at his very specific niche.
0: Now, I will ask you the same thing. Do you enjoy Vin Diesel films? Do you think he's a master actor in the you know, whatever? Uh, I mean, the, same of thing, right? Thing?
1: Like, he's got a vibe he can do. He's got the deep voice and, you know. Okay. If you put him in his pigeonhole, he succeeds.
0: Now... Let's take a step back. Let's zoom out here a little bit. Let's take a step away from uh either one of them necessarily. Now, they're in, you know, they're in a movie together. Vin Diesel, uh-huh. you know Vin Diesel, you know his body of work, and you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson's body of work. Vin Diesel approaches Dwayne the Rock Johnson and says, You going to be some other family, and you gotta I just be grilled. about acting. This is how you got to act, and you got to be. You sit here, you know what you do, you stand in front of the podium and you say, okay. I, you stay, I go, no following. That's what you do. And then if you listen to me, kid, you come with me and you'll make it in this town. Now, right, what do you think is the appropriate response for, especially at the time? And I'm just stating facts. I'm not taking a side. I am purely stating facts. But what but who what do you think would be the appropriate for response had he said that to Robert Downey Jr. post Iron Man three?
1: I mean, it would have been to like, dude, I don't give him an earful. Right. Or just what do you even do? Do you rip him a new butthole? I think it's fair. Right. To say uh, you don't, you know, hey, man. Do
0: well, you think you're better than me? You know, like I think it's fair to be like, no, shut up. up. <laughs> and uh, so now let me replace Robert Downey Jr. with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who was at you know at the time like the highest paid actor, the most successful. It's by far, like Vin Diesel has a successful career with these movies, and he's wrapping them up. It's been decades; he's been doing it. He's been killing it. He's Groot. He's the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. We love Vin Diesel. He's Riddick. Uh He kills it. Right. at his niche. But you're talking to the guy who like everybody knows who he is. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you're not really, you know. So here's the thing. I don't think that either one of them is necessarily. No, actually, here's the thing. You're the impartial judge. I'm not. I'll say it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not like a great actor, but a better actor than Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he was given
1: more dialogue in every movie,
0: right? There's yeah, a reason they made a movie got, about him.
1: He's got much more charm and range than Vin Diesel does. So when you put him on a screen and he's, he's aged better. Like he was oh, the yeah. sexiest man alive. I don't think Vin Diesel was ever the sexiest man alive. Well, Vin Diesel looks so like, like to a be an,
0: Like, right. Like he looks like a wrinkled Well, thumb. but
1: Vin Diesel was hot in one, right? Fast and Furious 1, he's a hottie, you know? Ladies like this shorn head, you know, he's a good looking dude, but he just, he is not aged well. He's, he's not, he's, he puffed up too much and now he's thummy. and the rock has kept it trim and still looks good. So it's like you throw the rock up there who looks better, is bigger, has better acting skills and is just more of a charming dude. Whereas Vin, all he's got is his low grumble kind of a thing, you know, anyway, it's, it's like, like look, my company was just bought out. My company was just bought out by Oracle and it would be like if Cerner with 20,000 employees got bought by Oracle with 100,000 employees and Cerner was like, "All right, kid, sit down here and let me tell you a thing or two, you know? Let me tell you how to run a company." It's like, "No, that's not how." It didn't make a ton of sense for them bringing the rock because the rock is the bigger star, right? So it right. It was a little bit of a miscalculation which is fine to do right i think it was great for the franchise like everyone likes five the best and so i think if five didn't happen i don't know if we get five more movies plus more to come you know plus a spinoff so yeah i think it was a miscalculation because you just what, what are you gonna do you're gonna bring in a bigger movie star when there's egos involved if there were no egos great but i think the rock has proved in the last year with his black adam fiasco that he is also an ego i think for the longest time he was playing like hey no i'm the nice guy like Successful guy. I've run this great empire. I've got a great family. I've had like three careers now, basically. But I think he's shown a little bit of that. Like, okay, he's not just with Vin, he's got an ego elsewhere too. So it makes sense that they blew up on each other, but you know, that's how I'm taking it. Like I used to think, oh, Vin's just a punk, but it's like, nope, The Rock's got some of that in him too, but he is the bigger movie star. So Vin, yeah. For everything he's done, right? He has the Riddick, he's got triple X. But those are really drops in the bucket compared to Fast Is his one big franchise. You know, that's the one thing he's nailed that he's been able to sustain success at, whereas The Rock has put his finger in all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. So it's Wait. hard to be like, this is Vin's baby. Except it's not like Vin was in every movie, right? He skipped a couple movies, you know? And then, so I don't know. So uh, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I think the... Part of it probably came from I think around that five time right was when, like it started to pick up, and this had been Vin Diesel's baby, but they had been bad movies up till then. Like four is probably right. the worst one, right? Like you can see,
1: two so, is pretty bad. It's,
0: it's bad <laughs> but
1: with flashes of oh, it's it's good. Four is probably but, the worst one with Vin in it for sure.
0: Uh four, right? Four is. But there's something different. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is Vin Diesel's franchise. But there is something like you need to consider, right? Is that Vin Diesel's not the one that reached in and pulled this franchise out of, you know, the trash movie bin into like top-tier blockbuster franchise. That was Justin International Lin.
1: national franchise, too. Just, right? Justin
0: Lin was the one that really elevated these movies. Four is where he started to see it, where he came in and fi- started to fix it. Five is where he's like, all right, we're going to fix ju- it.
1: Well, don't forget, I think Justin Lin directed three. And yeah. while it didn't have those key characters, it did have good racing and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's kind of tapping into something here. But he is like, I think,
0: largely, like him and Vin are the... Driving forces behind the overall story, right? Vin Diesel is like the one that's pushed for it to keep Classic going. Classic
1: car pun, love it.
0: Yeah. So I think like, but I think like to be fair, I think Vin Diesel has poured a lot of his personal time and money and effort into these. Movies, I mean, you're but, telling
1: me they're not going to be always saying grace at picnic tables and drinking Coronas if not for Vin. Yeah, I think that's all Vin, <laughs> the crosses, the tank tops, like yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's the problem though, is that Vin Diesel. I think on some level. Believes he is Dominic Toretto. And I think the core group of people he has around him support that. And The Rock came in and said, These movies are bad, though. Mm. And I'm making this one good. Right. And that's, I think, where they butt heads. Cause that's kind of what he, that's the same thing that started the headbutting with Black Adam, where he's like, But the movies are terrible. They're poorly written, like they're poorly reviewed. They're bad. They're all over the place. Somebody needs to just take the helm, and so he tried to take the helm. People pushed back, and it created a whole fiasco that ended up causing like Warner to just say, "You know what? Wipe it. We're gonna hire a guy. We're we're gonna who was it they hired? Guardians, James Gunn. James Gunn to come in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So him being like, I'm gonna Vin, a Vin Diesel, Diesel is-
1: sympathizer of all things because oh. he he's got Groot in his corner. Oh. He does. Groot. Do you think Van Diesel leaned over to James Gunn, gave a little "I'm Groot," and said, "Maybe rocks got to go. Black Adam scrapped. block Black Adam too."
0: But like, so I mean, I the hardest like DC uh, universe, simp- like defenders, right? I ha- I have been surprised to see how many do defend the rocks. Attempt to kind of grab the helm and right the ship. Cause it's like, everybody's like, well, he sank all these movies and got them all canceled because they didn't fit his vision for the universe and all that. But like, Mm -hmm. they were like, but none of those things were coming out. The ship was sinking. It's like, he was trying to write the ship when it's 90% underwater. And then everybody looked at him and said, you sank the ship. And it's like, no, 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 no. He bought us one extra movie is what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. So he did his best and then failed. So, I mean, I think like you said, it's, it does come down to he has, you know that I I think as oh, far if you look at it right, The Rock's got more experience being that person at the helm of a lot more stories,
1: but also you could argue but he made so many small movies for a long time though, yeah. right? Like The Rock was in small movie stage well, for a while, small to medium movie stage, and yeah, but also like he's the movie star, right? Is he? Yeah but I get it. Right. He was a wrestler and wrestlers like are in charge of their own like persona and like, yeah, right now, especially he is. And that is how he got started. You know, like I said, he's had several careers now because it's like, oh, well he has been, not only has he been one of the most successful wrestlers of all time, he also is a tequila mogul. And now he's a hugely successful movie star, you know, like, so I get it. He's kind of like this mogul dude that, People are like, what if he ran for president? You know, he's a weird force.
0: But at the same time, you could argue his most recent thing that he was like, I'm taking the helm and I'm in charge of the story was Ballers, the HBO show, which I Mm. some people like, but wasn't like an amazing show. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever escape the action movie thing. I don't know if he'll ever get something that isn't an action movie to be successful. Right. Like as good as the rock is, as a personality and as an actor, he's not like, Oh, I'm going to go to, it's kind of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where it's like, I'm not going to believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't about to be in an action movie. You see a specimen of a man that large and that built who works out that much. And it's like, Oh, what, am I going to watch a drama about a sad accountant? No, (laughs) you are a guy, whatever movie you're in, there things are gonna blow up, and you're gonna call someone a some bitch. You know, yeah, and that's how it goes.
0: But I mean, my the point is like Vin Diesel heading up this franchise has been more successful than the rocks attempts to take the helm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like all these big buff dudes kind of do that. Like, I mean, Henry Cavill does it in the nerd way. <laughs> like, he's just a nerd <laughs> about it. He's like, uh, actually,
1: that's not canonical. <laughs> Which like, <laughs> let's if we take a step back,
0: if he wasn't hot and buff, ever he would have been like everybody be like, what a douche because he's hot and buff. everybody's like, he just wants it to be right. It's like, guess what, fool? None of it's ever right. None of it's right. Yeah. If you're adapting a book or a game or a video game, like anything, if you're adapting anything to anything else, you're losing half of the source material. No matter what, sure. right?
1: Like so. Yeah. Ugh, man.
0: For you to be like, I will refuse to do this scene because it's he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do it that way. It's like, cool. I don't care. Do the scene, Henry. Mm-hmm. But now we get to watch Warhammer probably fizzle out and never actually come out.
1: Uh, yeah, in like four years. Um. So anyway, I don't know. I think there's blame to go around both ways. But then. Vin- Here's the problem. And I do think it's the problem with the series, and some people disagree. Like, Bailey's a huge fan of Dominic Toretto and Letty, right? I was team Brazil girl. She's always been team Letty, ride or die. And I think these movies were great when it was Vin and Paul. And, like, having Paul Walker die made it so tough to keep the series going because he balanced him out so well. And so for as many people they've put in the family, there isn't someone else to say, hey, we started this thing together. We're brothers. I'm the sweet, you're the salty, and together we make it work. And, you know, there's no one else to balance him out. And so when you've got The Rock competing for screen time and every other person, you know, fortunately, I think no one else in the series is trying to muscle away from Vin. Once The Rock did it, now it's like everyone else just has their space in it. But, you know, it's hard to miss out on Paul Walker because that's how it started. It was Vin and Paul and that, yeah, that special sauce is missing because they were so different. But they, you know, they both had that claim to like, no, this is our series. And Paul was going to be like the nice guy of like, oh no, we're just doing it. And Vin's like family is like, cool, whatever. But now that it's all family and there's no one easy going to be like, yeah, but I'm the partner, right? I don't know. It's just different.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that I, you, I think you nailed on something that I've a problem with, with the movies, right? With a lot of, like you said, with pretty much all of them since Paul Walker died mm-hmm. where it's just, Vin, it's just Dominic Toretto and his cult. Mm-hmm. There's
1: nobody yeah, and it's there. it's the family, but like, No one else is in a leading role. It is just Vin and a bunch of like supporting characters on little odd missions to support Vin's big mission. Yeah. Which I do think it worked better in this movie because it was like, Hey, everything's in pieces. Vin's trying to get it all back. Um, I think it worked a little bit better versus like, if they're all sharing screen time, doing the same mission, you know, like, I don't know. It might've been overbearing, but yeah,
0: but I, I did, I did have an issue knowing for a fact that like, Vin Diesel has it in his contract that he can't lose. Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm like, cool. So So there's no stakes. How does this end at the end of the movie? Shouldn't he make a big sacrifice and save his family? Like he talked about in this movie. He's like, Hey, I don't care about anything else. I just want to make sure my family's okay. You know, like, And so they've kind of alluded to, and they've already called him God once in this movie. So does that, is he going to do the Jesus Christ atonement, sacrifice myself for everyone else? Is he going to do that? Is that how this little, like this final set of movies is going to end? Or is he going to back off it? You know, is he going to give closure to it? Or is he going to still be like, no, I outsmarted you because I knew that you have to hit Noss at the right time to win the race, you know, or how's it going to go?
0: I think, I could see him sacrificing himself. What's going to be really funny, though, right, is that it's not like Vin Diesel owns this franchise, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, what's going to be my favorite part is when it ends, because I could see him being like, this is the end of the saga. And he right. dies, and he's like, that's the end. And then they announce another one. And he's like, you can't make another one without Dom. And it's like, Well, dude, you don't own the rights to this thing. So there's another one. But here's the thing, though. He has to sacrifice himself in such a way that he wins by sacrificing himself. Mm. Where they're like, no, you don't get to die. Everyone else has to die and you have to live. Then he's like, no, I win. So I die.
1: Mm. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens. I also... It's well known that this is going to be a two-parter. And oh, I no. guess there have been... No, this is what I'm getting at. Vin has hinted that it might be a trilogy. So yeah. now, yeah. there's no way, right? Cody, let I me mean, tell you, it's They all brought in family. so many characters that I guess it would make sense to make it a trilogy because it's like, well, you're going to bring back Gal Gadot from the dead and you're going to bring in Brazil Lady's sister and also a whole new character in Brie Larson and the new Mr. No... You know, it's a lot of people, new faces to bring in for just one more movie especially when you just like drop Gal Gadot at the as a stinger where it's like hey Gal Gadot's here you know it's like the last little thing <sighs> i don't know so i mean but also here's my other thing about this the next movie's 2 years away which means they probably haven't done anything with it yet right like they haven't done all the shooting i was hoping they would do the smart thing where they're like hey we've shot everything we're going to release them one year apart nope it's going to be a 2 year thing which doesn't fit Ben's so- vision I have so many questions. And also, I will say this. I think the directing was lacking a little bit. It's so, and here's the thing we talked about how Hobbs and Shaw was the best one of the series and how we all agree on that. The thing is, they got the bet of all the directors they've had. David Leach by far, I think, is in a league of his own. And then Justin Lin is very good under him. And everyone else, I don't know that they've had stellar directors. And the guy they picked for this one is just, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Like his biggest credits are things like, transporter one and two which are like Mm -hmm. fun action you know their car action movies with jason statham so great but he's like a french director that hasn't helmed major franchises and so to go from something like david leach who's like hey i'm a comedy director and a stuntman (laughs) so i am going to hit all the comedy and i'm going to have some great action to go from that to this one where it's like hey There's a lot of comedy in this movie that is simply brushed over, and oh, there's a lot of important lines that are kind of ADR'd in there and jammed in, and the pacing is a little off, and you know, so and the CG didn't, I didn't think the effects looked quite as good as the last two or three movies have, and so it's just, you know, I thought it was an odd pick to be like, hey, David Leach is busy, Justin Lin, he's not really directing anymore, he's just kind of mastering the, you know, making sure the scripts are good and getting the people involved. To go to this guy, it's like really this is these movies make like five hundred million plus dollars each, internationally, you know. So it's that's the director you got. I don't know. I was just kind of surprised by that.
0: Yeah, I do wonder. Some I part of me wonders, right, with these since you know Fast Five, it is a uh, like I think there's a level of respect that Vin Diesel has for the people that have been there since the beginning of the. Franchise or towards mm-hmm. the beginning. So I feel like Justin Lin can come in and kind of exert some control over, but you could mm. not bring in any other big name director to helm this up because but they like, would get fired. David
1: Leach wasn't that big a name and director. That's what I'm saying. That's why know? it worked. But he is a great director. Whereas yeah. this guy is like, David Leach, he's only done a few films. And so he's been around since what, 2015, 2016. And so then to get a guy who's been directing since 2000 who hasn't held, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to like pick him for the, I don't know, the helmet. And I just didn't, I thought the script was there. I thought the cast was there. I think the directing just sold this one short a little bit for well, it being the big finale to the saga, like, and how well they've done from five to nine, keeping a pretty consistent level of quality on these. I just didn't think this one could, Maybe I just haven't seen him in a while. I'm curious. To, I think I know my rating, but I'm going to, once I write it, I'm going to look back at the other ones and see where we stand. But
0: yeah, I mean, what I'm saying with I the directors, know. I don't think you can bring in a director that's really going to like grab the reins and direct the movie.
1: I think you'd like a Marvel director. where it's like, Hey, if you yeah. want this vision fulfilled and you've already got an idea of what you want, then just get someone who's going to do what you, you know, he's going to be like, Hey, I know the job. I'm going to go in I'm going to shoot the script as it is. And I'm not going to, try to do anything crazy
0: yeah like you have to have someone who's going to be able who's going to be fine dealing with the fact that the lead actor is like this is my movie and i decide how everything goes (sighs) because you know vin diesel's also like probably sitting next to him looking over his shoulder or like has like a weirdly two or three inches taller chair sitting right next to the director at all times you know like there's right. no way he's not involved Lynn's in. He's got his shot. lifts
1: on, yeah, for sure. So it's like,
0: you oh. know, so you got to get somebody right. that
1: will deal with that,
0: which right. you may limit. let me. Let's.
1: Here's what I'll propose to you, Tyler. Okay. Let me run through all my bad notes. All right, and I just need you to give me quick hitter. Did you notice it? Can you give me a brief explanation? Am I right to be perplexed? Real quickly. And then we can hit on my other few things where I was like, hey, love this part, love this part. And then we'll, you know, we'll go from there. Does that work? Yeah. yeah. Number one, start of the movie, big action scene. They're in the Vatican. Dominic Tredo saves the Vatican. And then he walks away and Helen Mirren's there and is like, ain't no Roman holiday, boy. And I'm like, wait, hold on. How did she get there?
0: She's always there.
1: I just it was a little I know that there's no reason to believe any of these movies, but like if they were in London, I would be like, oh, yeah, Helen Mirren's always in London. She's the British character. But then she was just standing on a cliffside by the Vatican, ready to chat with Dom. I don't know. I think they had to bring her in because they're making it a big deal that, hey, Jason Statham, your mom's in trouble. You know, there's stakes. But what was that? She was just there. Yeah. All right. All right. Great. Yeah. Um, Here's one for you. What does this note mean? What else this guy forget? What? What does it mean? Say it again. (laughs) It's our game. It's our favorite. What else this guy forget? I may have, you know, mistyped a word. it ought to correct me. What else this forget? What else this guy forget? All right. We won't worry about it. Nothing. Okay. Was there too much CG in these action scenes? I feel like some of these movies, they've been like, hey, we did a lot of. Practical stuff to make it look good for a good foundation. I feel like this one, it was all CG and it was a little sloppy. I feel like. Is that unfounded?
0: Here's the thing. that The scene with the ball, specifically the second, like when the ball had stopped and then it starts going again and Dom backs down. That was so bad that I think the rest of the CG looked Fine compared to every other movie. Mm. But that one, that particular whole sequence was so bad. I feel like it brought the entire movie down. Yeah. And I think that's the problem, right? Is that like the car felt way too heavy, which is weird because they most of the time they air on like, oh, the cars have moon gravity on them and go flying for no reason. And so like there was so many times I think where they made the car like. Ten thousand pounds for no reason, and it's like cool. Mm. that's not how that would go. <laughs> it looks weird and everything. It's like the movie is twenty four frames per second, but the effects are sixty frames per second and stuff like that. Yeah, it like, seems like a lot of half like got sent, and then it's like cool. Now do the final cleanup and that final like touch up and smoothing and stuff never got done on those effects.
1: Sure. So I wonder if they were added in really late. Cool. I'm glad I didn't just. Uh, no, no, they looked. I only noticed that. Um. Okay, I know this is a stupid thing to nitpick, but the title cards they sucked. Right when it like slammed up there in like the fast X font, like it's this you know the X how it's like kind of a steely rough whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like takes up the whole screen. It's like we're in Rome. It just says the city. I don't know why, but it like bugged me. They and they were always there for like not long enough that I'm like, oh, a title card. They're in Ro- okay. It's gone.
0: I just thought of something. It looks like the transporters location things where it's like fires it's all digital and like there's like the light streaming in from the side and stuff that's what it looks like yeah
1: i didn't like i don't know maybe it's nothing in an epic but i thought it looked bad and i just watched mad max recently with uh bailey remember when the trailer for that one dropped back in like 2014 oh and it was like the full the whole thing is taken up by the letters for like the trailer and it was like mad max fury and it was like so cool anyway whatever this one was lame what was the powder? Tyrese Gibson. I don't know. Was, what was, and didn't they ask him? And he's like, You know what it is, right? Is it drugs? Was, was that line uttered at a certain yes. point?
0: Yeah. They were like, What was that? And he's like, You know how it is. And you don't even think he said, You know what
1: it is. I think he said, You know how it is. And I was like, All right. Well, Bailey, she brought it up and I was like, Oh my goodness, I forgot. Yes. What was it? Okay. Great. And Does like, he keep- maybe it's a callback to a previous, I don't know. Um, Okay, this is stupid, but what happened to the fun muffin? Remember, Han eats the fun muffin. Then there's like one shot where he's like, it's where it's like getting all psychedelic. And that was the end of it. Yeah. It never pays off. And then the next scene, he's like fighting Jason Statham. No problem. You're like, hold on. We ate a fun muffin. And you know, if Pete Davidson ate a fun muffin, he had more than one bite of it. You're out for the day. All right. You are tripping balls until you sleep it off. Right? Right.
0: Yeah. But all if right. John Mullaney is to be believed, Pete Davidson, no drugs. Right. He doesn't oh, here yeah,
1: yeah, handing yeah, sure. drugs out. Yeah. People. Right. Okay. How about this? Brie Larson, who, hey, I'm a fan. All right. I'm not one of these cucks on the internet out here hating on her for no reason because she said something in an interview that was taken out of context. All right. I'm not that guy. I'm a feminist. All right. And I'm all for Brie Larson. I think she's great. She had a jean jacket. And on the back of that jean jacket, it said, did you catch it? I don't remember. Good vibes yeah. only. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it was when she went to go find Dom in the CD bar and she beat up. <laughs> some... Is that, what is that? Is that a thing? Yeah. Why did it say good vibes only on her jacket? Because uh, don't you want good vibes in your life? <sighs> All right. Okay. I just want to know who picked it, whose choice it was. At what point they said, this won't stick out. This won't be weird. It's fine. Okay. One more thing. And I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but. Did you feel that a lot of the comedy felt like really rushed where it kind of, they left no space for, and they had a lot of good jokes in this movie and they never left space from the hit. And then there are other jokes that weren't that good and they left too much space for it to hit. Like, did that happen for you at all? Where I was like, hey, Pete Davidson's doing work here and we're just, we're not letting his lines land, right?
0: I felt like, among others, so much of this movie was such a waste of time. You know, like you had Roman and Tej with their lines, right? You know, they were, they're always a treat and they were well paced, but so much of it was like, you know, they went to Pete Davidson. It's like, cool. So this was completely pointless. It was like, oh, we're going to get to see like Ramsey. Like I know how to, like, I know how to operate with no money in London. And not be seen,
1: or how to get around? How to get around the surveillance thing? Because that was another ADR line that is like, you brought us to the city with the most surveillance in the world. It's like, oh, this is going to pay off, and it's like, kind of, but not really, right? They're, yeah. They get tracked, but it's because Pete Davidson gives them up. We're like, okay, well, because the there is a thing where, like, there are routes you go in London that are not surveilled, and it's like a whole like, there's a subreddit for it where like people are like, hey, this is how you get around to, you know, you can do this route, and it's like people go and do it just to be like, hey, I was in London, I never got seen, you know, like. I thought they would do something with it. And instead it was like an ADR line wasn't paid off. i like, you said, yeah. Like there's like, I don't know. I
0: feel like they set it up to be like, oh yeah, we're going to get to see like, she's a super spot. Like she's going to have the moment like Tej had with his super smart ninja move, you know, moment that he had, you know, in like fast something, uh, where he was like, he was like, yeah, I could fight and I'm super smart now. I'm not just a mm-hmm. car guy. I can hack the computers. You know? hmm And uh they were like, okay, yeah, cool. Like they even had the dumb line where Ramsey's like, oh yeah, remember, I know stuff now. Like, remember that was written oh, yeah. into my She's character. Like, I know stuff
1: now. And it's like yeah.
0: cool. Um well, anyway. So it was like there was a lot of lines where I felt like so much of the movie was rushed or A waste of time where it's like you're rushing because you're wasting time on this other BS but I would have rather it been like cool Ramsey's in charge for this London adventure but they're like no we're going back to this Han and because everybody wants Han and Shaw to fight we're gonna do that Mm. and then that was such an uninteresting fight where it's like in the first second it's like okay so Shaw wins now let's do the rest of it (laughs) Now let's
1: have yeah. the third party come in and have them fight know. them. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Okay, I have one more criticism, um, which is grandma. Was she in other movies or no. did they just throw her in here for It was another Ruin. thing like we're wasting time with grandma because why are we throwing this character in? Unless she's going to get behind the wheel of a semi and save the day in the last part of this. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, now let me talk about some things I liked. Okay. The Mr. Nobody double cross, I was into. I like that they're like, hey, look, Mr. Nobody's gone, and this guy's here, and Brie Larson's trying to help, but he's not trying to help, and he's got him against the wall. But then he's like, you know what, Vin? Family is tight. We're cool again. And then he double crosses them at the end. I was like, okay, that was a good twist. I like that because it made sense why he got him against him in the first place but gave him false sense of security, and then they turned his back on him again. I liked that move. Um, along with like the suffering thing. I think it was smart writing a good uh, little decoy. Um, John Cena with the nephew, you know, what a treat. It was one of the highlights of the movie for me. I was like, I like John Cena out here wrapping along to some Marky Mark, some good vibrations. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. And then he just like pops into the scene and is kind of, he kind of kills that action fight, you know, with him and Mia. And then he's like, Let's hop in my car, and then there's a giant Ford Raptor. I was like, "No, no, not that one." How dare you? He's got his little teeny. What is it? It's a Ram. Ram. Don't do it. Whatever. He's got his tiny little car with the kayak on it. I was like, "That's genius." If you're trying to stay low, you got to pick a car that's like, "Oh, we're going on a fishing trip," you know? I mean, it's a sting.
0: All right, like it or not, it's a sting. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I I really enjoyed that that whole thing. Also, Bailey. So we had to. Bailey saw the movie. Then I saw the movie. And when she got home, she was like, all right, hold on. If you, if you thought that anyone in the movie would die, who would you kill from the fast? And I was like, oh no, uh, uh, John Cena. And I shut the door and I ran because I knew she'd give it away. I called it. All right. Also, do you think John Cena is actually dead? Absolutely not.
0: What? Th- yeah. Tiffany said the same thing. Do you think he can, is there any way he can come back? I was like 100% at, at worst, he's slightly burned or has like a weird scar
1: that makes yeah.
0: no sense. There's no way
1: he's permanently dead. Yeah, but I called it. I nailed it. All right. Um, Pete Davidson, I got a big kick out of him. I mean, he had some great. He's like, you hit the copier so hard. I think it started working. And that was the other one. It's like, you guys are causing dozens of dollars worth of damage. It's like, these are great lines. And they're just thrown away during this like pointless fight. You know, I was like, man, this this man deserves so much better. Yeah. So much better than a throwaway part i mean there were some great lines in there yeah um the luda tyrese ludicrous tyrese beef i didn't right i think they they've been beefing the whole time right they've got a friendly rivalry and but this movie it seemed like they came in with the energy that like tyrese i'm pissed at you and i hate everything you're saying right now <laughs> and it confused me to no end i was like am i missing something was this a thing in nine that they're carrying over but then by the end it was like, okay, they made up, and this is fine now, but the energy for me was wrong for the first hour of the movie where I was like, hold on, I'm trying to backtrack here, but why do we hate Tyrese so much? Because he's part of the family. I don't know. It's I fine. think one it's of the fine. most,
0: like, <clears throat> jarring things is, I feel like, in and they've tried it since Paul Walker passed. They've tried so hard to be like, and now it's Vin Diesel, and... Tyrese, it's like, you can't be like Batman and (laughs) Superman working together. Oh, shoot. Superman's gone. Okay. um, Batman and Robin equals fighting crime together as a unit. Yeah. Equal partners. It's like, no, no. Mm -hmm. You've got Vin Diesel and his his little munchkin friend that follows him around and will do whatever he says. Vin
1: Diesel's like the black hole of the universe. (laughs) Yeah
0: like there's the nothing
1: against him there's no
0: way i would ever believe that they're in any way equal or that dom or that dom respects roman at all
1: the only person in this series that dom respects enough to share any power with is his son right and he's like well my son's going to take over one day got to teach him how to drift you know what I'm saying? I feel that's the only person I can ever imagine Vin Diesel being like. No, this is the guy. He's my equal. Yeah. My
0: child. You know. I mean, yeah. The your only other option is to call up Paul Walker's brothers and be like, "Get ready to be CG'd, boys." <laughs> yeah.
1: Brian's back. You know. All right. A couple other, couple other good things. Uh, Tyrese. These aren't spanks, They're banks, and he he had his little tight whatever with all the all the. Money in it. Loved it. All right. Let's talk about the the WTF moment of the whole movie. Uh, punching bag guy. Look, yeah we all knew there was a guy in the punching bag, but did we know it was that guy? Did we know it was a guy that they looked like they they pulled him out of the Parisian sewer, <laughs> put on tidy whities and said, Hey, <laughs> you hop out of the punching bag, make a crazy face, and then run up the stairs. I mean, did you see it coming? Did you love it? I'm going to be honest. I was both disturbed and delighted. And I think the audience felt the same way. I heard some chuckles.
0: Yeah, I felt the same way. I felt like it was just this nice little nugget
1: deposited from Hobbs and Shaw. It was so over the top. Like it could have been, he could have been so much less disheveled, but he came out like he. Well, he did get hit with a car. Let's not forget he got a car (laughs) fully hit him. I just, something about the way his face was shaped and how, how hard they went, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It it was fun. And here's my other big thing that I love. And I think it was in the trailer, but the Letty motorcycle jump where she does like the hard break and then she like hops Mm -hmm. over the, I mean, I love it. I love the cool motorcycle uh, tricks, you know, all about it.
0: I've seen, so I've seen that trick before, right?
1: It never gets old. Here's the
0: thing. I mean, all these motorcycle people out here, you could do that in front of me a hundred times in a row and I'll be like, oh my gosh, every time I'll be like, (laughs) wow, you know, Uh, it's always impressive. It never ceases to impress me, Mm -hmm. Like you like stop and then just be like a little pop, pop. (laughs) Now I'm over it and I barely slowed down and it's like, how
1: do you do this?
0: Uh, Wizard.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought of another WTF moment for the movie, which was Jason Momoa in Brazil doing nails. Do you recall that little scene? Oh,
0: that was Tiffany's favorite scene. And I got
1: to say, it is like. It's so over the top where it's like, this is. You know, like you said, it was like, what would a 14 year old do if we let him loose in GTA for, you know.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is like, he's a psychopath, which so often, right. They make it out like oh, this psychopaths impossible to beat because he feels nothing. And it's like. But I do love him that he is so like he is the natural I feel like continuation of um is it Roman in the in fast nine who's like, we can't mm. be hurt. I think we have some kind of plot armor or something, you know,
1: yeah, like just outright saying right. it.
0: he's just the continuation of that is like cool you guys so now you guys are on un- understand it's like the characters are understanding like, that um,
1: story and this he's is like the he's like a Heath ledger joker dropped into dropped into the fast universe in lilac genie pants, you know? But he's like, way all more right, fun than the Joker, here. right? Sure. I you mean, know? you which know, I think he's an all fun that, Joker, but like, that's like more of an old school one, right? But which, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's having a great time. He's having a great time doing it. And that's, what's really fun about it is you get some villains. So many of the villains in the fast series have been so menacing. You know, you think yeah. about Luke Evans and you think about, jason statham and the rock like they're all kind of big presence and they're very gruff and so to have jason mo come in and be like no i'm wearing necklaces i'm wearing earrings fun sunglasses driving a lilac cadillac you know a lilac he's out here doing the most and having a good time doing it yeah and i think that's you know, calls Vin I, Diesel a butthole, which yeah. was also another favorite moment from the movie. I will say, you you made it's like the Joker, right? I
0: do think, right? If you had Jason Momoa play the Joker, that's how he would play the Joker. I do. I think the dark, the yeah. like, difference in tone comes a lot from the different actors and how they portray it, right? Right. You know, like I don't know. I mean, it's popped up a couple times recently, but like, who's what's his face? The like please plays Two Face, describing how. What's his name? The guy that played the Joker, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger like did that scene in the hospital where he's like, yeah. And he came in and just started acting crazy. I'm like, dude, no. Like what? If I'm your scene partner, I'm going to be like, all right, Heath, Heath, come here. All right. Let's just, we need to talk about this for a second. I'm not going to have you acting crazy in this room and then put a yeah. gun to my head. We're not doing that.
1: All right. <laughs> you need to yeah. come in here. I need to know nah, that no. you're sane. he and was then- method. <laughs> no, you got to respect it. But, okay
0: another thing just to pull back the heat that he thinks then he does say like after them leaving and him having like he's obviously not like the crazy joker and being like that's what it's about man like like enjoying yeah, that they yeah, did it so i'm right. like i do think that moment is important it never gets included in the clips but it is important mm-hmm. to note that once they were done with the scene Heath letcher was like that was awesome you know like mm-hmm. that was a good scene and it's like That's the thing I feel like every method actor needs to know. It's like at some point you do need to come out of the method for at least a minute, you know? Right. So that everybody knows you don't think you're the Joker, you know? But I think, uh, I just, I feel like this is like, so he's so crazy though.
1: Right. And it's like, nothing's off the table. I think to your point, because he's having so much fun with it, Mm -hmm that's what makes it work. Cause so many people do it. Like it's been done with every Joker. And that's like the difference between the Heath Ledger and the Jared Leto Joker, where it's like some people do it and it comes off as like, "Oh, this is menacing and fun and interesting. And other people do it. And you're like, this is like just kind of a bummer, you know? And, um, I really like, I really like the joy and fun that Momoa brought to this. I'm an absolute psychopath. I mean, real talk. It makes but he's not taking fun. himself seriously. Like- he's out here just like, Casting directors. Having fun with his revenge plot. Cast Jason Momoa as the Joker in the next Batman movie. Would be really awesome. Well, it won't work because it's going to be a Robert Pattinson Batman movie. And it was so.
0: But just think about it. Right? The whole so, premise of the Joker is that he
1: is like the full antithesis of Batman, right? He's the opposite of Batman in everything. way. Yeah, right? So the most serious Batman gets the most happy-go-lucky, Yeah. fun Joker. Like, yeah. Yeah, like,
0: I just started, I just thought of the butthole part, and it made me laugh. I love listening, when he's like, oh, butthole pulls his tooth out. <laughs> <laughs> Throws it at him. Yeah. Which I think, oh, yeah. so that fight scene- I feel like, so there are moments, right? You got the, li- I think Vin Diesel's contract does act as that limitation, right? Which, you know, we've talked about mm-hmm. this before. The, like budget limitations make a better movie usually. So I do right. think that if done well mm-hmm. in certain scenes, you do see that limitation bringing out some interesting storytelling where it's like, okay, so Jason, we can't have Dante just be like way faster than you or, than expected or way stronger than you expected and beat your face in. He has to yeah. lose the fight. So how can we make him not die from you? Mm-hmm. who I'll remind you when they had to make it so he could intimidate the rock, they had to do like CG. They had to turn him into an Earthbender for several movies so that he could be stronger than the rock. And had it to where he could stomp Ew. the roof of parking structures down and punch holes through concrete, right? Like, yeah, that's what they had yeah. to do. So I appreciate him just being like, Because he showed, right? Like he probably, I think they imply early on that he is super fast. He could probably have killed Dom there, but that's not the mission. That's not the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh It's to call Dominic Toretto a butthole and throw a tooth at him. Exactly. And then ask him, do you like ballet? You probably don't like ballet. I also do want to say, like you mentioned Brie Larson. I like, I think, here's the thing. I think a lot of the hate. At least my not my distaste for her in, as Captain Marvel comes from the character, not from her. I think this is a much better way that she can play. Like, uh, you, she's a woman, and she's not a damsel in distress, and is helping uh-huh. and doing stuff right. Where it's yeah. like I, it's purely them being like, it's it's because Marvel's like, behold, strong boy, but as a girl. Look how amazing we are. And that's what I think kills the her sure. characters. Captain yeah. Marvel. But Because every time it's just like, why don't you just, you just play? You just play like a normal person that's good at what they do. She's a treasure. Mm. She's a treat. She had costume changes to rival Jason Momoa. And I loved it. That's true. She went hard. Good vibes only. She showed up to save them in high heels, Cody. Which was a choice. It was a bold decision to make.
1: Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. You got to be bold. Well, Tyler, I got I got questions. You have um, questions? I mean, look, I've I've given most of my thoughts on the movie. I think I, th- I think a better director with this cast and this script, I think this movie could have been like up there with some of the best in the series. And instead it kind of got a little squandered. So honestly, a little bit of a letdown for me, but I do think, you know. Jason Momoa saves it a bit. I think it kind of built up momentum as it went, and I liked it more and more. Um, So I did enjoy the movie. I'm ready to rate it, but is there anything else you want to say about it before we get into it?
0: So I had a couple points. First off, so Lynn, Justin Lynn was supposed to direct it and left. Like he stepped down as the director Mm. because he was butting heads so much with Vin Diesel. And so he quit. Yep. Interesting. So he still is like... Writing producer and a writer and producer on the movie, but he stepped down because him and Vin were buttonheads too much. Also, I just want to call out in an interview with Esquire Middle East director Louis Lellarne, um mm. talks about how he wanted to ground the movie more and bring it more down, make it more realistic. That was his goal yeah. for this movie. Well, so he's bad.
1: He's a bad director, then, right? I mean, in a literal sense, he kept them on the ground more often. It is true. <laughs> maybe he's just really the... literal. He's like, I he grounded Dom a lot. Dom basically only, you know, he dropped out of a plane at one point, but then he was on the ground, all right, and he fought the helicopters, but he mostly fought the helicopters from the ground, and he fought the Vatican flaming ball from the ground,
0: and you know. So I mean. I'm, okay, so his realistic thing, no, no. That okay. So the thing he said is like, if you rolled a one ton bomb through Rome, wow, well, you know what would happen? Realistically, what would happen? Yes. If they were just driving, happen? a Also, they called it a neutron bomb, which is the most like you've gone full sci-fi when you refer to something as a neutron explosive. You've gone right, sci-fi. Sure, yeah. You're, they need to reclassify this as a sci-fi movie. That's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um. So that was, that's his interpretation of realistic was that, yeah, stuff gets blown up when you blow up a bomb in the middle of a city. Consequences uh, and such, I guess, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, what else?
0: Uh, I mean, so it was like the, uh, the him stepping down and then that.
1: Uh, I also, it, it does stink that like, like this series has so much potential, but because Vin is like, has a stronghold on this character and how he thinks. Dom needs to be that it like can't go higher than that, you know, like he's holding it back.
0: It is hard, though, to think, you know, like, is it like, is it successful? Because It's hard. It will never really know. Like, is it successful because of him or in spite of him? You know,
1: I well, for me, like I said, Bailey is all about Dom and uh, Letty. Lady. And for me, I'm all about everyone except for Dom and Letty, you know? So I'm all for, like, his, you know, I'm all for Hobbs and Shaw. I'm all for Paul Walker. And, you know, I like The Rock's character in these and Jason Statham's character, you know? So, like, all these other characters revolving around it do more for me than Dom ever did. But, you know, he's, but right, Vin isn't the dreamboat anymore. And he's an old man filled with regret. I mean, he's not that old. But, you know, compared to Tom Cruise... He looks old. And uh, here we are.
0: Yeah. You know, that. I will tell you, Jason Momoa and Alan Richardson. Both played Aquaman. Crazy. Isn't that that fun? is crazy. It's really
1: fun. Got all the DC folks back in here between the rock and Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa and whatever that guy's name is that you said. We got the whole DC crew. I guess I guess Sabri uh, Larson kind of messes it up with the Marvel stuff, but. Yeah, but she's been in other stuff, you know? We can just. Not my that. Captain Marvel. That's what you're
0: saying, right? No, no. I liked that movie. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this for one second. Can I just assign? Yeah. Did you see a trailer for the Marvels or the Marvel, whatever it's called? Nah. Marvel I haven't Team? haven't seen it. Where it's no. her and all them? Mm, it looks real good. I don't know. I like, I'm excited for that movie now. I haven't been excited Who's for a Marvel one? movie in a while. I'm excited for this one, though. It looks good. That's how i dropping. When is it dropping? <laughs> Yeah, but that's a question that you asked that I'm going to have to look up and ugh, it's just going to take forever. You know, like I'm going to have to click on the movie, scroll down to the movie. The Marvels uh, is this year. It's 2023.
1: Fall. Is it going to be the fall release? Maybe uh, the November guy. You
0: you've uh, you know, you do you have anything else that you. Wanted to mention. No, or? I'm ready
1: to rate it. And I've actually pulled up our grades for the other Fast November. Movies. And I am surprised. I am surprised by
0: it. November 10th. That's when the Marvels is coming out. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So, let, so we're here. We're grading it. I think. Okay. So I still think. I don't think this is the best of the main line. I think it is a good continuation. I think it ups the ante in an interesting way. So it gets points for that. I don't think it's better than Hobbs and Shaw. It does get points for the thing that we really did not mention, except for hinting at at the beginning of they squash the beef. The rock is back. Hobbs is back to save the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's going to happen is Hobbs is going to sacrifice himself and die. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go out like a bitch. That's what's going to happen. He's going <laughs> to have to go out in no. a very unceremonious way to make it be like, oh. He's not as good as Dom. And then that's going to be the end of Hobbs's uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, There's no. Way. I think I will give this film, when compared to the others, I'm skating between two. And I bet it's, as usual, like a full grade and a half higher than yours. Oh, gosh.
1: Right. Hit me with it.
0: You know what? Because of the bad CG car and like the
1: weird weight stuff with the car, I'm going B minus. Oh, Tyler, this is rare. This is very rare. I was going to give it a B minus as well. And I was going to be like, it dropped way below the other ones, right? Well, Hobbs and Shaw got an A from me. And then the others since five have all gotten Bs. Before that, it was a C, a D plus, a C plus, and a C. For you, it started with a B, then a C, then a D plus, then a C, then a B plus, a B, A, A, A plus for Hobbs and Shaw. So you like Thomson Shaw even more than I and uh A for the most the most recent one. So I, what have we learned? I don't like for me, for all my gripes against this movie, I gave it a marginally lower grade than all movies five, six, seven, eight, and nine. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know what we learned. Well, I but think- for you, I mean that's a big drop off, right? Like uh you had some b's some a's another you had, i mean you had three the the last three movies so what is that 7 8 and 9 were all a's for you yeah this yeah. i think
0: wow interesting it ramped up so well in the craziness in this one it's just like this one i don't know if it should have been two parts you know but like them mm-hmm. setting up ramsey's thing and then just being like no no girl can have a storyline back to the, back to the boys, go to a bald man. They're the only one that can save you. Um, Uh you know, like, like you said, like all the weird, the jokes, not being given time to breathe or just being like, everything felt rushed in areas where they should have taken their time. And it felt like they took their sweet time in areas where it's like, you need to rush through this. Like I loved Pete Davidson's character. Completely. You should have cut that whole scene. You should have cut
1: it all. But I loved his jokes. I know. If you're not going to give space for the jokes, why even do it? Well, and to your point, you know what scene was paced nearly perfectly? The stupid Brazil racing scene. That didn't need to happen at all, but it was so much fun. I was happy to have it. And it was good to see Jason Momoa, you know, be there in his purple clothes and be like, hello, what's up? You know what I'm saying? So that scene was timed great. And they gave all the space for that. But then meanwhile, we're like rushing through, throwing in ADR and trying to get to things. And it's like, man.
0: And the fact that some of the this ADR movie have bad. been
1: five minutes longer and had all the space for those beats? Like, was it? Yeah. It was two hours 20. You could have taken five more minutes and not rushed through any awkward lines. But it also goes back to, well, you have to be a director who knows, hey, we're shooting this. So there's time for all these lines instead of saying, all right, well, let's have Pete Davidson come in here and riff some lines because we want to make it funny.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, it didn't feel like a waste of time because he just turned him in. Cause that is kind of funny, like, them being like, oh, I know where to go. But it is kind of a bummer when it's like, oh, this is her doing her thing. Also, yeah, her thing sucks. And what do we need to rely on? Han. He knows exactly where Shaw is at all times. Which then, so not only it completely tosses all her skills in the trash and makes Han like, A psychic, but it also means that Shaw sucks at disappearing because everyone finds him very easily. And uh, I'm like, cool. So this guy that you're going to for help was found instantly. So what's what's the point of what what we're doing here? I don't know. I mean, it's like the when they put the bulletproof armor and helmets on the guys in John Wick, it's like your whole thing is headshots and one shotting all these guys and you've made it so that doesn't work. So that's why that's like my least favorite part of all the
1: John Wick movies is when they're like, but what but it's if they were- a new constraint to make an interesting action scene around. Ah, but it just makes everything take longer. <laughs> John Wick 5, it's in the works. I saw the headlines.
0: Oh, Did yeah. you see that? Oh, I saw. Interesting. They want to come out with them more often too.
1: And I saw someone who their take was like, well, they could never do a prequel. So I'm like, why couldn't they do the prequel? Why couldn't they do the impossible task? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't
0: think, you know, they can't start with it. Here's what we do. We cast Vin Diesel as John Wick's older brother, who's
1: bigger, better, faster in every. <laughs> year. And he likes to work on classic cars.
0: Yeah. His weapon of choice, 76 whatever charger.
1: <laughs> you know? Well, it's like that scene where Halle Berry does it with the dogs and her dogs. It's like that, but John Wick is shooting people and Tom is just running people over with his car, you know, and they're going through the thing. He's like, pop, 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 reload. And it's just, bam, crash, crash, crash. All right, you you sold me. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. We were (laughs) out of here trying to sell fast, fast fused with the Transformers and it should have been fast plus John Wick all along. It's this whole series is the genre I mean, imagine cool. this. Imagine this. This is the big final set piece. All right. Dom. You forgot. It's all about family. Keanu. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if that was like the, the big closer? You know, the big final line. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I can't. I,
0: I can't imagine two more different actors than well-known Hollywood super douche Vin Diesel and one, like the most beloved sweetheart nice guy. in the world yeah. in a movie together.
1: Oh man, oh. the one actor in Hollywood who has chosen an age-appropriate partner to date. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, someone's got to offset the antithesis of all
1: other, yeah, of all other big movie stars. He's like, yeah, no, I take the subway and I'm dating a woman who's age appropriate. And I love making movies and I love the fans and I'm just a little sweetheart. Yeah. That's why they could never bring him in. Imagine them trying to introduce him as a villain. Dude. Can you imagine having the first bad John Wick movie all because Vin Diesel got pulled in and it's like, oh, we killed (laughs) it. We killed this this movie series that got marginally better each time. And then we just like dropped then in and it exploded like a neutron bomb. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, Tyler, we did it. Do you want to take us out? I to uh, take us out.
0: Cody, you know that I use, here's what you say, Cody. This is how you do you it. you like, yeah, well, everyone, that's, uh, that's it for our show. And, uh, you can, uh, rate us and why, wow. Uh, opinion havers, uh, uh, wh- whatever that's what you do. But I'm going to say, thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of the Opinion Havers podcast. If you like the show, you can rate us, listen to us, view us on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of your podcast service of choice. Give us some, give us that five stars, give us a thumbs up, give us a hundred dollars on Venmo. You can find Cody. Okay do whatever you feel is best to support us but probably the easiest is the $100 uh-huh. slipped underneath Cody's bedroom door in the middle of the night that's i think the easiest yep. way to give us uh, support you know mm-hmm. so you sure if you want to be a hero jump through hoops that even dominic toretto himself couldn't then maybe you could give us five stars on apple podcast cuz that's the only one that matters for some reason i don't know i'm just copying mm-hmm. what other people do yeah. so uh you know but say hey, join us Uh, Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. We did it. Dominic Toretto's going to punch that waterfall so hard. Blew up a dam. And he squared up with it like he was (laughs) going to. We didn't talk about that, but he did it. Dude. He has in his contract. He can't be beat, Cody. What are they going to do?
1: What are they going (laughs) to (laughs) do?